0: To C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today.
1: 1 Corinthians 12. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. and to another, speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and the Spirit distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Thank you.
0: Reading from verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts... where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, well, I don't need you. On the the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honourable, we treat with special honour. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should be equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, And each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then, miracles, then, gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way.
2: Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word. And this morning as we gather with open hearts, We thank You that by a work of Your Spirit, there would be an illumination of truth. Lord, in each and every one of us, God, that these would not be mere words, but this would be the oracles of God, the the message of God coming alive to each and every one of us. Lord, that there would be strength and encouragement, that there would be the life of heaven that is awakened afresh within each and every one of us. God, help us to know how You've called us to fit and the importance of that fit. Lord, help us to receive afresh your love that could be so real for us personally and could be so real for us to feel and give to those around us. And so be glorified in every way this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, great to see you here. Good people on this nice little long weekend. I know loads of people are away, camping, fishing, hitting the water, and you chose to be here. And is it because you couldn't get into a camp spot because they were all booked out? It's uh, no, great to have you. Great to have you with us. And we're continuing our series, Built Up. This is week, I think week four, right? Yeah, week four. And we are focusing on these three chapters in this letter, 1 Corinthians, uh, chapters 12, 13, and 14. And and really, they're written to be a, a cohesive unit. And we are diving into different components, and we'll continue to do so for quite a while. So I'd encourage you in your own time, if you haven't yet, is so you read around them. Read them and let these speak to you because we have such a sense that this is important for us as a church community, for each and every one of us, what God wants to build into us so that we can build each other for His glory. Amen. So here we have this, and we're going to be talking today about the metaphor that's used here of the body, the body of Christ and us being a part of that Body, And so we see this, this metaphor, but we also uh, see that in verse, verse 27 of chapter 12. And so really, obviously, we're focusing on chapter 12. It was handy that we read it earlier uh, in the service. And it tells us in verse 27, now you are the body of Christ. And so this is us together, plural. You are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. So what we have here is as we're unpacking the body today, what we see is this, this metaphor, this image that is going to help us understand how we work together and how God has organised this to work. But what we also see is it's not just a metaphor, but, but this is a supernatural reality. As, as you are the body of Christ, each one of you is a part. So this is not just a picture, but it's a reality that goes beyond what our eyes can see, a supernatural reality that we are a part of and it's important we understand how this works together. And now I want you to see this on at, at two levels. Okay, so as this letter was written, and so we've given a lot of the historical context in the weeks that have led up to this point. And so for more on that, you can listen to the other podcasts from week one, two, And three, and that can help round out the context that this letter was written from the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth. And a major part of this was addressing challenges that were in these local churches. So Apostle Paul is a church planner. So he goes to Corinth. He starts these numbers of home churches in Corinth. He's there for around a year and a half. He teaches, he trains, he empowers. And then he's off on his apostolic mission, continuing to plant churches through the different areas. And so so here we have now these Churches that were that were left, and there are there are these fledgling communities from people who have come out of all sorts of ways of living that are totally different to the culture of the kingdom, totally different to the ways of Christ. And so there is a whole lot of unlearning. And so at the moment of salvation, all of our structures of being, our personal habits, they're not all obliterated and then formed. Just, whoa, look at that. They just look covered in glory. They're just all perfect. That I had terrible habits of what I do in the morning and now I gave my heart to Christ and all of a sudden I just find myself, I'm just up early and I'm having the perfect breakfast and I'm just drawn into prayer. We, we make choices. We make choices about letting the victory of Christ be found in every single area of our lives. That there would be this transformation that doesn't Stop. And so here we have the Corinthian church. They're, they're trying to figure it out and it's messy. There are, there are some serious problems if you read through. There, there are some things you don't even want to say on the microphone that were happening in some of these churches as people are trying to figure, it, figure this out. And so, so these letters are written to, um, to, to address this. And so, so we have these churches meeting in homes. And so there, this, And so I want you to see the body of Christ So as individuals gather and form a local church community, that's one sense that we can see the body of Christ. And so whether that's a church in a home or a gathering like this, we could see that as the body of Christ where each one of us are a part and we come with our different gifts, our different graces, and we're all called to be various parts of that body. So we can see it in a local church context. I also want you to see it on a macro context where it's like not one local church can represent fully the unbelievable glory that there is in our Saviour. And so it's as every local church, every denomination, every style and flavour, as we come together, then this forms another picture, the macro picture of the body of Christ. And so in every faith tradition, we all have certain things where we are strong, And other areas where where maybe not so. And it's not for us to point at another part of the body and go, oh, they need to be more like this. Like if you're called to be the ear and we're looking at them going, man, they can't carry much weight. The bicep is really weak on that ear. (laughs) Well, because it's meant to be. An ear with a big bicep is just strange. (laughs) And it's not called, it's called to have a place of hearing. And so, as we look at the body of Christ, the macro and then the micro, there is difference in all of us. Now, look, there's brokenness in all of us. There's sinful humanity in all of us in the, the picture of the church and the picture of you sitting right here. You're filled with sin. Maybe right now, things are going on in your head, and literally you're sinning in your mind right now as you're sinning in church. Just have a look at that, who that person is. Who do you think?? do you think that? You're all looking at me. Um, So we, we are all broken humans who have sin in our lives and fall at the foot of the cross every moment of every day to our glorious Saviour and our righteousness comes from Him, not from you getting everything perfect every moment. And I better get to my points. Right? We haven't even started them yet. And I think some of them are good. I think you'll like them. <sighs> okay, first point. So if we're thinking about the body, and, uh, and thank you to our, our wonderful Bible readers today. Really, I should be talking to all of you, our wonderful Bible readers. Like, yes, that is, that is me. And so this picture of the body that we see here. Many parts, making one body. And so I want you just to to picture a body. Picture your body, a body. And now if you think about that body being the best it can be. And we're going to have a look at, at a few thoughts about how the body can be the best it can be. And so so here we know that if you are a part of this body, this body of Christ, our first point today is that you matter. You matter. So if you've been called to be a part of the body of Christ, for us to look at ourselves and think, I don't think I really matter here. Uh, I don't think I'm important. Then we've got the exact opposite framework of what God would want us to have, where there would be something. And, and so for us to realise that we matter, that we matter as a part of the body, and for us to, to realise and own that afresh is to, is to receive... The perfect love of God. So, for us to think we don't matter is actually to fight against the perfect love of God that is trying to envelop us and soak through us and and transform us. And, And as we embrace the fact that I'm called to be a part of this body of Christ, as we embrace, we're actually receiving the love of God and letting His love do things that. Nothing else can do to free and liberate. And so number one, you matter. Number two, your point of difference matters. Because if, if you're here, and so I'm looking at John Dobra and he's a good unit. Like if, you, if I wanted to get a body up here, like he's, he's a good body. Like it, good musculature and bone shape and good height. Like I think I'd, I'd like to be a couple of inches, helping basketball. anyway. Uh, so if John, just just stand up. Everyone, if they don't know you, they're like, they're like I don't know who this is. Uh, he's, he's a good unit. <laughs> Loves standing up in church and being made attention of, eh, hey John? Sorry, mate. It's, uh, if it looks like he's beating me up after the service, if you can just help me. Um, I, I got no idea what I was trying to say. Um, so your your point of difference matters and so so if you're looking at, at the body and you like and you're you're called to be a shoulder like your shoulderness matters that you do what a shoulder is designed to do and it, and it's okay that you don't look like the left pinky because if the left pinky was in the place of your shoulder, now all of a sudden the arm is not operating as it was called to by God because we're thinking we need to be like someone else or something different when, when we're not. And so the thing for John is John has to be John. Like God wants him to be him and, and, and continually to be formed more and more in the image of Christ. And, and so there is a relentless work. None of this is an excuse to be a moron. And go well. It's just because God called me to be a moron. There's no moron on the body. Uh, there are parts, um, and so we. It's not. It's not an excuse for poor behaviour or immaturity. And we'll we'll get there. But your part matters because no one else can be a Justin Willis. It's a. He's like, of course. Is <laughs> we. We each have a part, and your point of difference matters. Every different part of the body should look different. And so when we look at each other, if there's a sense where we're trying to conform us to what we think we should look like, we're not realising that we're called to be a part of a body, and we're just wanting everyone to look like us. And it's like, if the whole body was an eye, how would it hear? And so maybe you're an eye, and you're like, oh, I just... Everyone who's not an eye just so ticks me off. I just so, oh, and look at that stupid foot. Um, how ugly is the foot? guy has got hair on it. And, and so the reality is, we all have this rise up within us more than what we realize. And as I've been prepping this, I've even just. In, the last few days with my wife, as we've been talking about things and this and other things, I've had to apologise twice, not to her, but I wanted to state it, that where I've, I've gone into a place of judgment against other body parts, and now I've done it in a very nuanced, and it, it wasn't, yeah, it was, but the Holy Spirit was just like, that's, that's your issue, Jace. Um, And so you matter. Your point of difference matters. And so if you undervalue yourself, the body suffers. If you undervalue yourself, the body suffers. Point number three. Others matter. Just as much as you. Others Matter. And so, just as we need to receive the perfect love of God, and I love an M. beautiful message last week. I was ministering in our location in Bali, and so I listened to the podcast, and chapter 13 just beautifully put about God's love. And, and not a, a weak, soppy message, but strong. Because the reality is, God calls us to love in a way that is so far beyond our ability. And we need to own that so we can receive His power and His grace to be transformed more and more into His love. And so just like we need to receive the love of God to realise how much we matter and how He's called us to be a specific and special part of His body, then we need to receive the love of God for others to see how much they are called to be a part of His body. And so again, that there would be no sense of this fighting against the other parts of the body because we think they should look more like us because we're the ear and one of the other parts of the body, the foot is just banging on the ground at the moment and it's annoying you because you're an ear and you can hear. And so if only the foot would stop, but if God's called the foot to stomp right now and then the place is not judgment, the place is grace for the ear to go, I don't know exactly what the foot is doing because that's not for me to know, because not every body part completely knows what every other body part is called to do. and But I then have to, if I can't change it, then there has to be a place of grace to go, well, maybe God's calling the foot to stomp, that noise is annoying to my ear, but I don't see the whole picture. So what can I do but hold them before the Lord with grace? And so others matter. And so let, let's just, have a look quickly again at 1 Corinthians 13 and verses four and five. Uh, and so we, we need God's help to love each other in the way we're called to. So can we just really let that drop? You need, and I need, a supernatural move of God in us over and over and over and over again so that we can love each other in the way we're called to. We are simply not capable in and of ourselves. We just love the parts that we find lovely and then depending on how sophisticated we are, we'll ignore the other parts or speak about them in private or actually start building plans to have them chopped off the body. And so we need... His love, and so a reminder is we let God's love break out in us. Love is patient. So think about this in context to the other parts of the body, the parts that you don't necessarily understand or you don't like. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Keeps no record of wrongs. And so, Lord, would you build that type of love in me afresh? God, would you build that type of love in us afresh? So that as you've called us to be a part of this body, we can act in a way that gives you glory. As we're united to be your body the body of Christ. And so help us, fill us with your love, God. Forgive us where we've stood in judgment and fill us with your love. Because point four, which I've already gone on, gone on to is, so point three is that others matter. The fourth thought here is that their point of difference matters. Their point of difference matters. Their point of difference matters from 1 Corinthians 12, 18, God has placed the parts of the body, each one of them, just as He wanted them to be. And so the foot has got to so look like a foot. Man, if the spleen, if your spleen starts looking like a foot and thinking like it needs to act more like a foot, you're in trouble. Whatever the spleen does, let it do its thing. Thank you, God, for the spleen. We do need, like, it's important, right? The spleen is it important? I think so. I, I guess we got it. I think we we think we need it. Ah. So here's here's the thought. So, hey Ashton, how you going? So, uh, I. Perfect, I just looked up and saw Ashton, so really creative guy. So what would be a, and again, this is not necessarily how it works, but let's just roll with this. So what's a creative part of the body? Yeah, the brain or like the hand, like painting or whatever that looks like as you edit things on a computer and film people and and so So Ashton's called to, to be this, this creative part of, of the body. And, and so let, let's just, let's label Ashton for a second as a creative. Okay, Where, and he's actually sitting next to Claire, uh, who also has that label. So let's, okay, so these are the creatives in the body. Now, the creatives need to be creative and create. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like if you're the elbow, do your elbow thing and, and bend. And so that, that way you're letting the hand go. Where, and so, so the creatives need to create. Now, the highly organized and structured, there is much of the creative that can drive this personality bonkers and vice versa. Like just these guys are like, just loosen up, like come on and, and just be free. And they're like, would you get some structure in your life? And, and again, we're labelling here, but the, what, what we need to see is that the structured people need the creatives because there's something of the glory of God in a creative that is different in expression to the organised, person over here. And again, creatives can be organised, so please don't start hammering me about my labels. Um, this is an example I'm making up on the go, okay? So, so these guys need these guys to be in their gift because it, it brings some extra into their life and helps shape and, and encourage and exhort. And, and so here it helped bring structure and, and so that there can be an effective outworking of the creative gift. And so, so they, they like so need each other to maximise the upside. But here's the other thing. They also need the thing that they find so annoying in the other. To then be a tool that forms them more in the image of Christ. And so it's a bit like sandpaper, and I've used this analogy before. I'm a carpenter, and so if you're wanting to get timber ready for finishing, then you've got to go through the grits of sandpaper. And so you start off, and if you're sanding a lot of material, then you could be at a 60 grit. And so this is the, the grit is the number of coarse particles per square inch, I think. So 60 grit means there are 60 particles in a square inch. So if you're like 600 grit, there obviously there's a lot more grit particles in that square inch, so they have to be much smaller. Yeah, this is good, okay? Is this helpful? So... Uh, I don't know what's happening down here, but uh, let's just keep going. So so the 60 grit is coarser and it takes off more material. Okay, and so you've got to start there if you need to get lots of material off something. And there are some people that God has put in your life to be 60 grit sandpaper because you need to be shaped more in the image of Christ. And we need to stop complaining about them and thank God for His incredible grace. That he would see enough in us that he would want to form us into, like, every day a little bit more of a finished product. And that by his grace, he would put that child, or in law, <laughs> or person in your group, or that new neighbor that you were hoping was. And then, and that's not for me, by the way. We just. We just had friends move in next door. So please, I'll just make that clear. Who remembers Angelique? Uh, yeah, Jelly moved in next door. When I was chaplain at, uh, at Dunkrag High School, uh, just one day this, this girl walked in my office and sat down and, and put her bag on the ground. And on her bag, canvas type bag, it had Jesus loves you, like massive on her school bag. And I was like, this is a unique human uh, <laughs> stepping into Dumb Craig Heist. And that, that was Angelique. Anyway, they moved in next door. It's good. It's good. So we need each other. And then some people are like 600 grit sandpaper. And they're a bit finer. It doesn't maybe hurt so much. But there's a finishing that they bring into a certain part of your world it's more presentable. And then, because once it's finished, then, man, the oil comes on and there's a hole we could really go somewhere with that. Uh, so can we, can we make a commitment to each other that we will approach difference with curiosity and not criticism? that we can approach the different parts of the body that we maybe naturally feel like we don't like that much or struggle with or don't understand. Just why can't they? I I just don't understand. Let's approach the difference in the different parts of the body with curiosity because curiosity has the markers of humility. Humility. It creates opportunity for connection. That curiosity, well, I think it was Einstein said, you can tell the smartest person in the room because they ask the most questions. That for us to really be people who grow in wisdom, there should be a lean in to asking questions, not talking about ourselves all the time, asking questions and drawing. We can learn something from everyone as we're all different parts of the body. And so let's lean in to curiosity, not criticism, because if we're real, and so I've, this has been a part of my challenge with God. And so, so I was flicking through his real public confessions. I was flicking through Instagram the other day and a picture of another pastor came up and my immediate sense, thought was not positive. Let's just say that. Now, I've got a really high gift of discernment. So this, is, this gets tricky. Uh, but the, ultimately, I have no authority in this person's life. And so even if I discern something, going to a place of criticism helps nobody. So if I discern something, then it should be put through a loving filter with zero criticism to simply lift that person before the Lord and say, I don't know whether I'm right or wrong, but Lord, I ask you would bless them. Radically pour your spirit out upon them. Criticism helps no one. And so because there is a place for if you're a parent that, and we see things in our children, we are here to shape these little people to become functioning humans who contribute to society. And so so we should be discerning things and bringing out things and, and challenging them. On things. There's a place for that. Like in a, in a leadership context and work, if you're in a position of authority, then you've, you've got, in a sense, a God-given opportunity and responsibility to help shape things and those. But if you, if you haven't been given that responsibility and you see something about someone else that you don't like or you're not sure about, but you haven't been given responsibility to do anything about it, then you can go critical. Yeah. You can let it churn You can form opinions, even though you may only know like 0.5% of the entire context. And that helps nobody. Or we could simply register like I did when I I caught myself looking at this and I went, oh, far out, God help me. Far out, God help me. And then a few days later, I bumped into them in person. (laughs) And now the problem with bumping into them is the interaction didn't actually help my opinion. It was like a double test. <laughs> so then, of course, I just stood in judgment. Then, of course, I had to go far out, Lord. I don't know probably, I know point zero 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 one percent of this person's world and context. And here am I standing in judgment internally. God, would you help me? And so honestly, I I just, I keep, and it's annoying now, God keeps challenging me on this all the time. But you would be surprised how often we go to critical. It's just because it's so the culture of our world. We're soaking in it every day. You open anything on the media and it just soaks. And so it becomes, we don't even realise that's what we're doing. And so we've got to break from that because we're called to be the body of Christ, a point of difference in us where the world would see us and go, it doesn't make sense because a lot of them aren't that lovely, but somehow they can love each other. And because all of us have unloveliness in us and that's not the context that God calls us to love. When all the unlovely is gone, that's when you love. No, this is the agape love that Anne was talking about last week. That is despite the unloveliness, that there's a supernatural work of God where we can love each other. And so let's lean into that together. Thanks so much
0: for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.